following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Andrew, I you told me that you were just, just scrolling through Instagram and you were just getting really bored. I, you know what I was? It's just that simple scrolling. Didn't really have anything to do. So just scroll, 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 scroll all the way through. And then, I don't know, something just hit me that I just want to know more interesting facts about history in world history and history in America. But I just don't know where to find fun, interesting facts about it. Andrew, you are in such luck because I just discovered this new Instagram page and it is called The Amazing History with Harold. So make sure you go check that out on Instagram. uh, This guy, Harold Peebles, is like a historian, apparently, and he will post uh, just these great he'll take one thing like the first one that he did was about george washington and he'll just tell you all these amazing obviously completely true not made up whatsoever for comedic purposes facts about these different things in history uh american history or just a, hist- a world history pop culture history oh, man it's a fun follow andrew so i encourage you to go to the amazing history with harold check it out wherever you get your instagrams <laughs> That is so awesome. Now I can learn fun, interesting facts while scrolling through Instagram. I can't thank you enough, Johnny. You're welcome. And make sure what you tell your friends about this, and you'll be the smartest kid at the ball when you bring up these amazing facts about our history. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Me too. I was going to say, Johnny, do you ever want to be like Mike? Every day. Michael. Every dad gum. Sorry for my language. Day. I've, I've heard worse. I listened to panel discussion. Yeah, go check. No, actually, I don't want to send anybody <laughs> that way. <laughs> I want people to still respect me as little as much as they do. Well, yeah, Andrew, uh, I, who doesn't want to be like Mike, especially our I generation mean, growing up, you know? I think I was the only kid. Because he messed with Larry Bird. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a Celtics fan or a Pistons fan. Yeah. 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 Or a Knicks fan. You kind of. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You kind of. But I have to say, I respect the crap out of Michael Jordan. He was everywhere growing up. Oh, yeah. Even in a cartoon with one of my favorite childhood heroes, Bo Jackson, and that other guy, Wayne Gretzky. But they were never heard of him. Yeah. They were. (laughs) They were pro stars. They sure were. They sure were. Had his own movie. Yes. You know, uh, man, what hasn't this guy do? And the best thing about Michael Jordan is that uh, he feels the need to constantly let you know that he was good. <laughs> yes. And did you know he was in a McDonald's training video? Oh, wow. That's nice. I'll have to send that to you. I yeah, please do. Fascination yeah. Because he's know. known for how good his acting is. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have a weird fascination with old school training videos. On yes. YouTube. Yeah. They're very fun. Uh, go check out the uh, the Patreon, the Nostalgia Finance yeah. Patreon for some uh, fun stuff on that. But yeah, so Andrew, what are we, uh, speaking of Michael Jordan, we're not, you know, no, no player uh, can win all those championships. And he won six of them uh, can win all those championships by himself. Yes. Cause we're not like you alluded to. We're not just going to talk about, we're not talking about Michael Jordan today. Michael Jordan, you take a back seat. Yeah. We are. You know what? what? We're not even going to talk about Scotty Pippen. No. And Dennis Rodman. Who are those guys? Yeah, we're not even talking about Dennis Rodman. No. You guys, you three guys, you take a backseat. Yeah. You get talked about enough. Yes. You take a backseat. Let's talk about 
Jordan's supporting cast, and you guys are probably thinking, are we gonna are they doing this to give out that Jordan is a goat conversation and into all that stuff? Well, LeBron did this. No, we just want to talk about those lesser known players from those Bulls team. That yeah, you know, when you're a kid and you're getting a brand new uh, pack of basketball cards and you're flipping through them, hoping for a Michael Jordan and you see that Bulls logo and you get really excited and you pull it out and it's a Ron Hopper, you know, that's all the fun there. Poor Ron Harper. I got I pulled so many Ron Harper cards. <laughs> trying to get Michael Jordan cards. And I like Ron Harper. And we will talk about Ron Harper because he's actually a, a really good player. But uh yeah, it was just always fun when that happens. Or the other thing too is is when you don't want to substitute out Michael Jordan in a in a video game, you know. Yeah. You get to see the rosters and you're like Or or number twenty three, because they wouldn't he wouldn't give his name until oh, much yeah. until later. But it was obviously who it was obvious who that player was supposed wink, to be. Wink on the mic. Yeah. And did he ever, I think he might have appeared in an NBA jam or there was a code for him in one? Actually, and this is a little bit of my Richard Bliss nerd knowledge here. Break it down. Uh, the original NBA jam did not have Michael Jordan. However, the company behind the NBA jam sent Michael Jordan his very own cabinet. And on that particular one, he could play as Michael Jordan. Nice. Of course, you had to do that for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yes. But we are, but like we said, we are talking about the lesser known teammates. I mean, some of these guys you probably have heard of depending on your knowledge of eighties, nineties bulls or your basketball knowledge there. Yeah. yeah. So some of these guys, you'd be like, Oh, I know who that is, but we're just, we want to talk about this, the lesser known supporting cast, because there's been some interesting names and players that have played with Michael Jordan. And I even think some of these players are probably well-known from other things besides being a Jordan teammate. Uh, I mean, let's bring up, let's first talk about Steve Kerr. Okay. Mr. So let's bring up Steve Kerr. He was a point guard, uh, a shooter, a very good shooter. Yeah. Famously, uh, Michael Jordan punched him in the face. <laughs> well, you have to sometimes. Yes. Oh, by the way, it's also one of my favorite things. There's a whole uh, thing on YouTube where you find about uh, Jordan's teammates talking about Jordan, and almost all of them have to kind of have a little disclaimer saying, yeah, I mean, he was kind of a jerk, but. But you won six rings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a give and take, I guess. And when I say take, I mean getting punched in the face. Because that's what happened to Steve Curry. He got punched in the face. But somehow that earned his respect from Michael Jordan, because that's what you got to do. Get punched in the dadgum face. Uh, but I think Steve Kerr is obviously today better known as the Warriors head coach because yeah. he's actually won uh, titles with them. He actually, he, I think he has nine rings. Then no, he wasn't in the original uh, trilogy oh. of the Bulls, so he has six rings. Would be my guess. If you've ever noticed between those two '90s teams, it's different, different names, but same type of player. Yes. So what yes. I see. So for every John Paxson, there's a Steve Kerr. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's that's where <laughs> like for uh, every for every winning uh, Bill Winnington, there's a uh, Luke Longley. Yeah, can't forget about my man Will Purdue. Oh yeah, oh Will Purdue, you're right. But uh, yeah, so Steve Kerr, um, a very very good player. Uh, I think the one thing that I really find fascinating about him, and they do allude to this on that Last Dance documentary, is the whole story about his dad. Uh, is heartbreaking and really bad. It's I don't know why that in itself doesn't have a documentary about it. You know, where his dad was, uh, I forgot the country in Africa, but his dad was like the a big name over there, and he ended up getting killed, assassinated over there. Uh, yeah, uh, it's really sad stuff. Oh, side note, I'm sorry to go into this diatribe, but I've been meaning to bring this up to you, Andrew. 
Did you know? And this is wrestling related, of course. We gotta have a wrestling uh, part pumped in here. Hey, did no, you know? Not. Did you know that? <laughs> did you know that Jerry the King Lawler, uh, when he was a, a commentator for Monday Night Raw, uh, you know he's he's obviously a Tennessee guy, right? Very famously a Tennessee guy. The ten there was a plot that was discovered, oh. and that from that the Tennessee police. Or there's the Memphis police, one one or the other had actually. There's just some of them in in that force, along with this lady he was kind of seeing, have plotted together to break into his home and steal his stuff. But if he was happened to be there, they have planned to kill him. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know how this doesn't get talked about more. I had never heard of this until like a week ago, and I've been. I don't know why I kept forgetting to bring it up to you, and I kept wanting to talk to you about it. But yeah, so that's true. Yeah. That was a true thing that happened. Uh, a lot of wild things in sports. Uh, we'll have to do an episode on that. Or just on Jerry the King Lawler and just in, just a, what a wild career. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so Steve Kerr, I think a very underrated shooter. When people are talking about uh, shooters in the NBA, he doesn't get mentioned a lot, but he was quite good. Yes, uh, he played a total of two hundred and ninety nine games. With Michael Jordan and and uh, only had to get punched once. That's all you need. Yeah, just one good punch in the face. He actually, oh, see, okay, this is what, yeah, nine-time champion because he actually won four championships in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he went on to the Spurs. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, yes. Not a big point scorer there. His highest point total in Chicago under the Michael Jordan winning out of the three, the second three-peat, uh, he averaged 8.4 points a game. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't needed for bulk scoring. I mean, obviously on that team, what he was needed for is uh, moving around, getting open, and being open for uh, you know. I mean, he famously hit a really important shot for the Bulls in that championship run. So I would like to stick with the guard route on that. All right, who, who do you want to talk about next? Can we talk about BJ Armstrong? Because uh, a Charlotte Hornets fan over here, we most certainly can. I I had a friend growing up. Shout out to Ron Laster if you're out there. My friend Ron loved BJ Armstrong growing up to the point where he would we would trade constantly with cards because he wanted my BJ Armstrong trading cards. <laughs> and I honestly didn't know his nickname was the kid until today. I didn't know that either. I I have never heard him being referred to as that yes but mr i just remember when i uh got old enough to learn what some things were that his name was funny to me because i was immature oh jeez <laughs> he's not, actually, of, not of his fault but yeah he's actually fifth on the jordan uh games playing list with 422 overall games that's regular season and playoffs another really good shooter as well by the way yes this is where when you're talking about Steve Kerr, John Paxton, I was like, they're all just pretty much yeah. the same person. Another point guard who could shoot, basically. Yeah. A really good player. Very solid. He got to play with the Hornets for a little bit, too. Famously, uh, they met the Bulls in the playoffs. And, of course, Jordan took that personally like he does everything. He was actually an all-star in 93-94. Oh, man. Mr. B.J. Armstrong. He lit it up. That's a, that'll be another fun episode we should do. Like, people you didn't know who were all-stars. <laughs> You had an all-star season. There's always like one random one, right? Al Horford. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry you're a Hornets fan, but (laughs) Jamal McGlure. Hey, man, you 
don't don't you take his name in vain, okay? But he was this was your guy on the first repeat and Mr. BJ Armstrong. He was a very very good player. Kind of Steve Kerr, John Paxson like runs around, gets yeah. the ball, shoots a three. Yeah, he, he actually did pretty good there. And then yeah, uh, I mean, he had a couple seasons where he was in double figure scoring, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was one, two, three, four years, four years in a row, which is pretty good. His all-star year, he averaged 14.8 points a game. Man. 82. Man. Yeah. Uh, what was this? Like, I'm looking at three-point percentage. Four, uh, 444 from, from three, which back then, nobody really shot threes like they do now. So that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. Played a lot of minutes, 33.8. It was an important part of their team. Let's. What do you got? Right, so we're doing. Uh, I think we, I like how we're doing this of. Yeah. Uh, arch, arch types of players that played with Jordan. I think it's a good way to categorize them. Because you're right. They did sort of. Every one of them sort of uh, fit the same mold as they're going because they knew especially running the triangle offense and with jordan and pippen they knew the players the type of players they needed to surround them so let's go with the uh the power forwards let's go with uh it started out with the, the first one i can think of obviously is charles oakley yes love me some oak yeah the oak man himself what a tough guy right even to this day i would not mess with charles I, oakley yeah. <laughs> i watched him get taken out of msg and i was like can we just like leave him alone because i'm actually fear that the security card might get hurt on this one <laughs> yes Don't like him. if he would have i remember seeing that too and if he would have done like a again sorry pro wrestling if he would have done like a, you know when they always have like quote unquote security yeah. taking out a pro wrestler and he just goes mows through them i, I was expecting that uh, you know with charles oakley because what a what a man right there for real uh probably more famously known as a new york nick yeah but he was a a mainstay for the chicago bulls for a while he was that guy you need who especially in the 80s and 90s you needed a guy who could sort of uh, take take on the roughness of the game and sort of quote-unquote protect some of the you know some of your better players on the team and i'm not knocking him because he was a really good player but yeah you know, he's a, you got you have all stars on your team who need to be protected, and they need to know they have somebody who has their back, especially in the eighties and nineties. So that's what Charles Oakley was. You were not going to push around Charles Oakley. Well, are we going to do what JJ Raddick said though, and just say that it wasn't as physical back then? Yeah, <laughs> JJ, man, dude, he's so. Once in a while, he'll say something like, "Yeah, yeah," and then he'll say that, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah," he went to Duke, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Should have went to North Carolina, buddy. Yeah, you would have maybe learned, some, uh, learned I, about basketball. From what I understand, Jordan was pretty upset when Oakley- he was. Him and Oakley were friends, and he he knew. And this was also at the time too, where he was, you know, he was coming up in a league, uh, and they could just knock you on your butt when you're driving the lane. And uh, if you're Michael Jordan, you're going to need somebody to kind of help you out there. And that's what Oakley was. So if we're going to be play- mad too, man. I'd be mad too. Let's talk about the reason why Oakley was traded, and that was because this young guy, one of probably one of my favorite underrated players of all time, Mr. Horace Grant, was. Starting. Thank you. Yes, uh, iconic goggles for me. I think this guy is probably the most. Since we're not talking about Pippen and Rodman, even though I just said their names, because they made the 75th anniversary list. Yeah. I think this guy is probably, I'm just going to go out there and say it. This guy is probably the best player Michael Jordan's ever played with uh, from those two. And what what he, what meant to that Bulls team? Yes. Uh, hard-nosed player, great rebounder, uh, incredible fashion sense with the goggles. Yeah. I, uh, I 
I mean, I've been old school with basketball, even in video games, and to the point where I was very excited to get the first two EA Sports basketball games, which are Bulls versus Lakers and Celtics versus Lakers. I believe those were the two, something like that. It was a team versus another team both times because they had no and, else to do. And I was very, and I didn't have, and I didn't have all the teams in the league. By the way, I only had like ten teams that you could play as those original ones. But uh, anyway, it had the actual players on there though. And that's why it was really cool. And I loved seeing Horace Grant because his character on there would have his goggles. I actually, I needed, I needed goggles because I was gonna wrestle. So I needed goggles because I wear glasses and. I would like to see, and I made sure that I try to get the closest thing because at this time he was with the magic. Yeah, so he had his blue but ones. I made sure I got a closest to that magic, like blue on the yeah, side. Yeah, I wanted to look like Horace Grant because he rules. <laughs> he is. So cool. I think I honestly think that he is like my favorite, and I'm gonna talk highly of him because he's like my favorite Chicago Bull Magic, and he was just that. Uh, maybe like Andre Igludala guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, that glue guy. Glue, yeah. Yeah, that he wins those championships with the Bulls, then he goes to the Magic, gets them to the finals, and, you know, what else would have happened with the Magic? That would be, that would be fun to explore as well. Yeah. So if Penny doesn't get hurt, Shaq stays. What could they have done? I, I mean, is he a guy that's going to ever take over a game? I don't think so. But I think, he can, but he can have moments in a game. He can have he can have moments to get you to that point. Stop yeah, the defender. Oh, I, I guarantee you too. If there's a a rebound that needs to be had, he's oh, going after it. Yeah, I didn't know his nicknames were the general and the enforcer. I've heard the general before. I don't. I'm never the enforcer, but Wait, I bet you a lot of players have been given that nickname, the enforcer. A long career, only one time All Star. Wow, same as Jamal McGlure. Yeah, I would not even put them on the same list. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, but if they are. are. If we are tearing, <laughs> I wouldn't even put Jamal McGlure anywhere <laughs> near Horace Grant. I don't know what you're talking about. This they're, both one time, they're both, they're both All Stars. They're both All Stars. If they're in the lunchroom, they are sitting at separate tables. But they're in the All Star uh, cafeteria. <laughs> Just because you're in there doesn't mean that you kind of belong. I could go walk into the billionaire or you know luxury section of an airport, but doesn't mean I kind of belong there. I don't know what you mean. They're the they're both all stars. That's what's important here. On their resume, you look at their resume. Guess what? They both say all star. Oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's. I think let's let's talk about our favorite one. I will. Uh, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. My favorite category. I don't know why I love this, but the centers who played along. This is Michael, with Michael Jordan. I think what makes this so great is we and we talked about it is when Michael Jordan was winning these championships. And I don't want if anybody messages us. I'm not getting into this conversation, but I'm just I'm just stating something. When Michael when Michael Jordan was winning his championship, this was still kind of the era of the center it was the big man's game you needed yes. that dominating center i mean there's so many good ones in the night I mean, literally in michael jordan's draft class he wasn't number one and you know why because oh. it's a certain future hall of famer center who went number one instead the dream man and the dream yeah. was great david robinson patrick ewing you know Shaq was around in that time yeah. morning there's so many Kareem abdul jabari really just kind of retired yes 
uh robert Parrish. geez he hung on forever matter of fact he i'm just gonna give him a special shout out he was a jordan teammate but it yes was, it was old big chief not- i think a lot of people forget like after the celtics robert Parrish was on like 40 teams <laughs> <laughs> he played a long time. I don't think people realize that he played forever. He was he was a Hornet too at one point. Yeah, I think he was like played that Tree Rollins role that the man yeah. Edward was. Oh, like, uh, but that's the name I've heard in a long time. Can you play for like five minutes while Shaq sits out? Yeah, we'll put you, then we'll put uh, Shaq right back in. We just need five minutes out of you. Yeah, he was no Jamal McGlure, but uh, he tried. Uh, but yeah, the the centers were great. He only played for four teams. I thought it was more. Well, I really, I, I really want to talk about Who Luke got? Longley. Who's your, who's your favorite Bull Center? Mine's Luke Longley. I love Luke. Oh, uh, I would. I don't know if it's him or Will Purdue. Well, I don't even think they're sitting at the same table in that cafeteria. <laughs> Will <laughs> Purdue is fine. I have nothing against him. I had a bunch of his basketball cards growing up, but I was such a Luke Longley fan. I mean, the dude uh, had a great sense of humor, uh, which really clashed with Michael Jordan. <laughs> who I don't think knew what a joke was unless he was putting you down somehow with it. And Australian on top of that, you know, had everything going for him. He left an awesome, a sh- crappy situ- situation. Yeah. There's a, I think, I think I brought it up on here before, but there's a really great documentary about Luke Longley that came out after the last dance, because if you notice in the last dance, he's not in it very much. Uh, very little actually. Uh, so this documentary is really great because they actually have interviewed Michael Jordan and stuff for it, and it's very good. Luke Longley is up there. I don't know. I kind of like Will Purdue in a way. I do too. I mean, I I got a soft spot for all those guys. Bill Winnington, I got a soft spot for. You know, Stacy King, I got a soft spot for. Uh, you know, it's just uh, Bill Cartwright, of course, who very was very famously in a lot of those uh, Bulls games I was talking about. Yeah, played his video games. I remember getting NBA 93. That was like our first basketball game we ever owned. And the reason why yeah. we wanted it was because of Shaq. I yeah, as his rookie year, yeah. And once again, big man's game. You want one of these stars, big guys. And you're like, who's Bill Cartwright? And why? what does he do? So that's kind of why Bill Cartwright always stands out into me. It stands out in my mind because he just yeah. doesn't really, I don't know, didn't really mix back then. Scott Williams. Why does that name sound familiar as a center? Oh, I was thinking that too. Any one of the later ones? I think I think he was one in the later years, if I'm thinking correctly. Oh, because I think he played on like uh yeah, he played on that Bucks team. Yes, that, yes, yes. The six okay, that's why I'm oh he's a North Carolina guy too. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh yeah, he played for the Bucks and the Sixers. That's why I remember I don't remember him much as a bull. Let's talk about uh another uh, player archetype that played with Michael Jordan, and that's the uh, probably the most famous type of a Tony Kukoc of this kind of your small forward who could shoot very well. He had a lot of that's one that was smart. Michael Jordan surrounded himself with some really good shooters. Yeah, and they ate him up alive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Have you heard some of his nicknames? Tony Kukoc. Now Tony Kukoc before he became a bull w- really was a very good European player. Yes, I think this is about the time where they started tapping into Europe where you could get more of the former Soviet Union players over without having yeah. to Yeah, because Tony's from a lot of hotels. He's from Croatia, right? Is that right? Yeah. Where you, like that that's another fun topic we should look at. I don't know if you've ever seen that. All the Russian players trying to defect. Oh yeah. In the eighties oh, yeah. for the NHL and stuff. I and mean Sabonis was, was technically drafted like a decade before he even got to come over. <laughs> so. But he is known as the Croatian sensation, the waiter. 
Euro Ma- Euro Magic, I remember from the Dream Team one. Yes, yeah, yes. The Pink Panther, the Spider of Split, and Special K. Uh, I don't like most of those. Most of those are dumb, but those okay. first few are pretty great. I like the Croatian sensation. Yeah, I like that one the most. But yeah, he's probably most famously known for the fact that for whatever reason that I'll never understand when his team was going up against the dream team, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were like, uh, this is before he they knew he was going to be their teammate. So they're like, well, we're going to destroy this guy, make him look awful. (laughs) (laughs) Like on purpose, like it was their mission. Well, wasn't it because it was Jerry Reinsorp guy or not? Yeah, it had nothing to do with Tony. Never said anything. So who is the who is that guy that they like? The guy who put the team together. What is his name? Oh, a little short guy. Jordan hated him too. They said that he used to like harass him. Damn it. Yeah, uh, he's he's. I think he's passed away, but no longer with us. Right. Yeah, short a short guy, but he was uh, very famous to put that team together. Uh, but yeah, he was very high on Tony Kukoc, and I guess that just really annoyed Pippen and Jordan. And they're like, "Well, we're going to make a, a statement here." Jerry Krause. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Tharp owned the team. Correct. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So uh, poor, poor Tony Kukoc, uh, who I think is an underrated player too. Honestly, yeah. he was for uh, for a little bit though. He was actually quite good. I think it's one of those things. Depend on who you talk to, it's probably one and two. Yeah, I mean, he, he's also the one in that one very famous game where Scottie Pippen refused to go back in at the last oh, bit there because the play wasn't called for him. It was called for Tony. And what people forget about is actually Tony did hit that shot to win the game. <laughs> but all anybody talks about the fact that Scotty kind of. I like Scotty a lot. I think he's re- obviously I think very highly of him, but he really did pout there. Yeah. Did. Didn't look good. Not a good look. Do you know who's played the least amount of games with Michael Jordan? Oh, this is a good question. Oh man. Um is he is this still in the Bulls or is this when he was a wizard? Or we're not this counting is, wizard. Shockingly, I thought it was with the Wizards, but it's it's a bull. Hmm. In the eighties. Hmm. Uh had a Art, artist Gilmore. I don't have any idea. <laughs> Darren Day. I never would have got that. Played not. one game with Michael Jordan. Well, oh, he was man. drafted in the third round in 1983, which he played. Oh, he played. So he played one game in 86, 87 with the Bulls, and then he got traded. It looks like I don't know if he got traded or cut. And then he <laughs> played the rest of the games with uh, with uh, the Celtics that year. I want to talk about another player that I always liked, and he actually was in the, the documentary, The Last Dance, a little bit more than I thought he would be. But I just always liked this guy, Scott Burrell. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting name. Yeah, I always liked him, and I, uh, he was one of those for me that I felt had so much potential. I don't, he didn't live up to it, to be fair. But I, I just liked him. I always did. I was a big, I was a big Burrell fan. Oh, he only, he played a hundred and one games with Jordan. Yeah, uh, Jordan sort of, if you watch the documentary, kind of takes him under his wing a little bit. Yeah, he's young. Oh, he was a Hornet too. Go figure, Johnny. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. He only played one year with the Bulls? Yes, I'm not wild. He didn't play with them very long. Yeah, it was one year, 80 games, average to five point. Well, geez, who would get on the floor in that last year? But average 5.2 points per game. Yeah, I thought he played longer. I There's a lot of those things like that. Like, if you would ask me how many seasons did he play with Jordan, I would have said at least two, just guessing, right? I was thinking, yeah, two or three, the way that they talked about him. And I understand the last dance was more centered around uh, the last year of that Bulls team before, yeah. before obviously at some point it, it's got to get dismantled. That's kind of a shock. 
Yeah, pretty wild. But uh, I think there's some other players on here that we won't really get to talk about very much. But this list is really incredible. If you go to basketballreference.com, you can actually look up Michael Jordan's teammates. I mean, I mean, I already said Ron Harper, but like Dave Corzine is a, I remember his basketball cards. Oh, Judd Bushler, the volleyball player. Oh, he played early in Michael Jordan's. Okay. Yeah. Randy Brown is the name I remember. Randy Brown. Um, Dickie Simpkins, just because of like Johnny was with BJ Armstrong. I was immature. Yeah. Sam Vincent, I remember as well. Jason Caffey. Oh, I forgot. I, I think this had to be when he was a wizard. Kwame Brown played with him. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I think we get into a lot of wizard here. So Kwame Brown, oddly enough, has played more games with Michael Jordan than Scotty Burrell. That's so weird. <laughs> Orlando Woodridge. Wood, uh, oh, Woodridge. Yeah, that's a name I remember for sure. Oh, man. Sedell Threat. There's some great names here. There's just... I wonder if we're like... And this also had to be when he was a wizard. Jerry Stackhouse played with him again, yeah. another Carolina guy. So that's I think probably sending out to yeah, me. I but I was, was a big Stackhouse fan. I think he was like, "Yeah, we need that guy." Well, Stackhouse was one of those players who got dubbed the next Jordan label. That sadly really hurts a lot of players because there's, I mean, there's only going to be one, and you're going to be compared to that as is a really tough thing to deal with your whole career, no matter how good you are. John Sally played. Yeah, well, the great John Sally. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot Rip. Rip Hamilton played for played with Jordan. Who else do we got here? Craig Hodges, the great three point competition. You know where to find him, as Larry Bird stated at the end of the bench. <laughs> Brad Sellers was this? Is he on those Bulls? Oh, he was in the okay. Because I remember Brad Brad Sellers, like kind of like going through a card, and you're like, oh, who'd you get? I got Brad Sellers. Oh, we're gonna like throw that away, some boy. All right, so Boston Daly. I'd forgotten that he actually did play with Jordan a little bit. Do you know about him? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was unfortunately, I believe, shot by his brother. Uh, close. He was a he, young center. Yeah, uh, he was. He was tragically murdered by his brother. Uh, but it was on a boat, like they were out in the ocean, and uh, so like I think it was him, his girlfriend or wife. And his brother were out on the ocean, and his brother was. Uh, there's a really good documentary on this. I can't remember the name of it, but his brother was uh, a bit iffy uh, of a person, I guess would be the best way to put it. But okay. he's your brother, you know, so you're always going to try to help him. But they were on a boat out in the ocean, and only the brother came back. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, but yeah, he was. I remember he started coming on in Denver. He was he was pretty decent in Denver, and then when he made it to those Detroit teams. And they were. And he had a really good year that one year in Detroit. I remember he was. He's on the up and up. Uh, he was also one too. I think dealt with some injuries. Yeah, it doesn't look like he played two. Like one year was only nine games. Yeah, in Chicago, in Chicago, he only played nine games, or he only got into nine games. But but I don't understand why you want to get into more games if the season prior you averaged fifteen points a game, especially at Sunny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, this is an interesting list. I mean, even I, some like Jojo English is on this list, you know. I didn't even know which. I mean, George, uh, the Iceman, George Gervin's on this list. I was going to say, how many? Uh, oh, 20 games with Jordan. Okay. Somebody tried to say, I, I have a very love hate relationship with Facebook when it comes to sports fans. If somebody tried to point out that the Bulls had a super team back then. When they had George Gervin, Michael Jordan, and Charles Oakley. And needless to say, this guy got destroyed because they were like, that's not even George Gervin in his prime. Yeah, that's a 
toward his end of his career. That's the same time. That's the same argument I've heard when there was that one Rockets team that literally had, you know, uh, Akeem and Clyde Drexler and and one of my all time favorites, Charles Barkley, on it. But like, they're done. Barkley was already on the downside of his career for sure. Clyde was as well. Uh, it was a uh, man. It was not the same. Uh, to me, a super team is one where all your players who are quote unquote the all stars there are in their primes. Yes, that's a super team. Uh, that one Warriors team was a super team. But my argument for that would be before they got, I'm talking before they get Kevin Durant when they were still winning championships, they built that super team. Yeah, like that wasn't one that they traded really traded for. They drafted well. Uh, and really, and that's why I had a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for that team. Well, so I'm just a Curry fan, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, it's, I, I hold no ill will towards any player in today's game who feels the need to quote unquote, get better help. And that's just because if you're a great player, you are 1 million percent judged by championships. Nothing else really matters and even then there can be asterisks put on those championships right like that last lakers championship which was in the bubble a lot of people put an asterisk on that but here's the truth that a lot of people don't want to talk about when it comes to any championship in any of the sports really they're uh, it's very hard to win there's a lot of work involved to win and a lot of luck involved to win any of those any of those it's just and the game's just different now but yeah you when you want to call some, we just want to throw that term around super team a lot. Like they, you know, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns now, because they just traded for Kevin Durant. They have Kevin Durant, they have Booker, and they have Chris Paul, nice. which on paper, just hear those three names, like, oh, wow, that should be a good team. But Chris Paul, who I love, he's a North Carolina, he didn't go to North Carolina, but he's from North Carolina with the Wake Forest, but who I really like, I like him a lot. Uh, he's on a downside of his career, yeah. right? He's nowhere near the player he was. So that's to call that a super team, I think is a bit of a stretch. I think it'll be a good team, but uh, yeah, we throw that term around uh, too easily, I think, Andrew. Uh, Hubert Davis. I don't know if he was ever at it. I just, Carolina guy. I just remember here, Hubert Davis, North Carolina <laughs> legend. Yeah, man. <laughs> he really went for a lot of North Carolina guys, like when he went to. Well, Jordan famously, obviously, that's where he went to school, uh, went to college. And he kind of, I mean, he would wear the shorts underneath his bull sh- shorts very famously, the Carolina shorts. He very, He's very loyal to North Carolina, to UNC. Do you want to uh, do a little draft game? Oh, what are we doing? I like this. Are uh, we drafting Jordan teammates? Starting five. Okay. Jordan teammates. Obviously, Pippen and uh, Pippen and Rod- Rodman cannot pick them. But when you pick the guy exactly the way they are, you get that player. So it's not like overall of the career. It's for when they played with him. It's for when they played with Jordan. Got you. Understood. Understood. I will give you, and we'll just alternate pick, and we'll go from there. Okay. You You get first pick there. Uh, I'm going to go, oh man, I know who I want to take, but I, I want you to have this pick. No, you, you just, you just pick. We're, we're going to be, no, nah, I want you to have this be, pick. Can though. we be mean to each other for one? <laughs> I don't to tell you, but I consider you a very close friend. I know, but we got to, oh man. All right. All right. All right. I want horse you to Grant. have the guy that you Horse want. Grant. Horse Grant. I want Horse Grant. Okay. See, I knew you were going to just, just pick him. Horse Grant. I'm taking Horse Grant. Ah, uh, geez. I'm going to go with, uh. The Croatian sensation. Ah, oh, dang it. 
And, okay, so Tony Kukoc is off the board. Every time we do these NBA drafts, I never get enough shooting, I feel. so. All right, well, I'm going to go with uh, Luke Longley is my next one. So I've got my front court all solidified here. That's a really good one. <laughs> going by what we can do with Jordan teammate. Um, I think I'm going to go with, at the point, BJ Armstrong. Mm, nice. I'm going to go with my shooting guard. Uh, I want to go with Ron Harper. Underrated player. Good score, but really good defensive player, too. Uh, I always just get him mixed up with Derek Harper of the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Handcheck himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, who are you getting? Jeez, we're... I'm going Charles Oakley. I need that. Yeah, good uh, pick, good pick. Because if we right. say we, like, play each other, I need to counter your Horace Grant. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, so I'm between two for my point guard here. Who did you pick for your point guard? I already forgot. Uh, BJ Armstrong. Okay. Oh, man. I got to go with my heart and go Steve Kerr. I almost went with him, but oh, what do I need? A center? I'm going to go Will Perdue. All right. So I guess all I have left is a small forward, right? Yes. Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, good gosh. Scotty Burrell. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm doing it. Scott Burrell. Yep. I'm doing it. Yep. This is just a Johnny Fun team is what this is. Uh, shooting guard. Oh, man. Who do I want? I'm going with a lot of Bulls, guys. Uh, should I switch it up or no? Right, if you're smart, you're Jerry Stackhouse. I'm That's just what I was it. looking at. I think I'm <laughs> just going to go that route. Thank you for giving me the okay on that one. Yeah, you're welcome. That's our lone Wizards guy that like was just solid with the Wizards. I think he might be our one problem on who to stop on your team. Is Stackhouse was uh, in his prime was quite good. Uh, yeah. So who's our who's our teams? Who's yours and who's mine? Who do we get? Okay, so Johnny, you're starting five. All right, at center, the Thunder from Down Under. That's I don't know if that's really his nickname, but he's Australian, so yeah. Uh, Luke Longer, Luke Longley at power forward, the General Horace Grant at small forward, Scotty Burrell, shooting guard Ron Harper, point guard Steve Kerr. All right, what about you? Me at center, I got Will Purdue, power forward Charles Oakley, small forward Tony Kukoc, and shooting guard, Jerry Stackhouse, and at point guard, B.J. Armstrong. I'll tell you what, I think your team may have better scoring than mine because you got two players there in Kukoc and, and Stackhouse who can score pretty good. Yeah, but your defense is going to be there. Yeah, so we're going to – I think we have some drag-out fights here with these two teams. <laughs> I think it's going to come down to shooting because that lane yeah. is going to be closed. Oh, yeah. There's no there's no driving in the, either of our lanes. <laughs> no. Our lane – Lanes are closed, so it's going to come down to shooting. So I'm hoping uh, Tony can pull this out. Yeah, so who do you think, if you're listening, who do you think, whose team do you think would win? Yeah. Put it out there. Uh, whose team do you think would win? I think it would be pretty close. I think it would, too. But I think that is it for this Jordan supporting cast, showing that played with some decent players, but outside of Rodman and Pippen, there wasn't too much to go with it. Yeah, he, he wasn't fortunate enough to play with a, a Jamal McGlure, for example. Jamal McGlory, the Jake DeLome of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, legend. That's what you're talking about. I right? should put up, I think I would have put up a Jamal McGlory appreciation post uh -huh. just to see what people will say. <laughs> just, well, my guess would be who? Uh, we were my first guess, but me being a Charlotte Hornets fan, I obviously know who Jamal McGlory is. I definitely would like, I would definitely like to see the response on Jamal McGlory appreciation post. The Hornets have a history of players like that. Remember Al Jefferson? 
Yes. Uh, he's probably one of the he's probably one of the last great inside players before everything went perimeter in the NBA. I remember him because he was the centerpiece for the Celtics to get Kevin Garnett. So thank you, Al Jefferson. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Al Jefferson, for not properly developing and getting us Kevin Garnett and a champion. Hey man, he was solid for us. I ain't gonna be mad. He played pretty well. But yeah, so we we've done it, Andrew. Uh, that's yeah. the supporting cast for Michael Jordan, the the unheralded ones. Yes. I like to say some of our favorites and then our draft as well and it takes a very obviously jordan was a special person but i think it also takes a special person to be able to coexist with that special person you know what i mean like he's so obviously competitive and that's how he's driven that i mean we've all i've played a lot of pickup basketball in my life andrew and there were certain guys when they would show up to the gym i would be like ugh. it's purely because it was all so real to them that, that they were really annoying about it. Uh, I think it's how Jordan, but Jordan be like that, but to like an upteenth level, right? We literally had this one guy who would show up at the Valdez Rec Center. That's how cool I am. Uh, and he was shorter than me, but he thought he was the greatest thing. And I hated being picked on his team because uh, just how I... <laughs> I was very decent. I'm not going to sit here and say I was good, but I was very decent, and I was better than him. And uh, I got so annoyed with him one game that I, even when I was dead open, and I was a really good shooter, I would pass him ball, the ball back just out of sheer principle because <laughs> he annoyed me so much. See one of those guys like ball, 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 Yeah, yes, constantly. Even though he's not open. Yeah, and he was also kind of short too, and an older guy. But man, I. Like those people stand out with how they are. So he was like a short Jackie Moon, where he's like, "Hey, yes. give the ball. Give the, no, I'm not feeling it." No, at least Jackie Moon would would be fun and entertaining. This guy was none of those things. Give me the ball. No, no, okay, I'm not yeah. feeling. But yeah. I, I know, I know. And he got so mad at me one time because I was I was open for like ever. And I even held the ball on purpose, just out of there, beyond the three point line. I could honestly easily this is me completely tooting my own horn i have like i had range up between not like steph curry range i'm not going to sit there and say that but like between the three-point line and the half court line i could shoot from there pretty comfortably and uh i was open for so long and i just kept looking at the ball looking at him looking at the ball looking at him and i did it like three or four times that i passed him the ball and he got so bad and cussed me out right there and i and <laughs> it was the funniest thing i ever did <laughs> oh man what he didn't realize was how uh, and then I just started laughing at him, and he was even more mad. <laughs> I never got punched, though. Did you ever get in a fight? I got in one fight because of sports. Uh, No, but close close to it, I would have to say, because I was afraid of going home if I did get into a fight. <laughs> what was going to happen? Plus, two, I wore glasses. Yeah. So it wasn't so much getting hit. It was if my glasses broke and had yeah. my mom. And tell her that my glasses broke for fighting, and then it would be a different story. Yeah, that was, uh, but I've come. There's been some pushing and shoving. I think maybe once I was gonna throw a punch, but other than that, I mean, people get underneath my would get underneath my skin with certain things. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm still am. So I'm not gonna talk. I was, but when I played a lot, I was a big guy, and so. I played a lot in the post quite a bit. And when I was in the playing a, this one guy who would always play with us after school. And when I was in high school, he would always foul me. Like, you know, those people who like just punch and grab you like crazy. Yeah. 
And I got so tired of it because he would also talk junk. And he was, and if you're good, I would tell you you're good. He wasn't good. Like, it's how he had to be, right? To do his little things. And he would just, like, take little shots and stuff. And But the one time I ever got in a fight was when he was actually on my team. And I got so tired of him. And I just lost my cool. And I actually pushed him against the basketball uh, pole and just screamed at him. And I pushed him really hard. And actually, the next day, I felt so bad that I apologized to him. Because that's just not me. I just feel yeah. so awful about I was it. Say, I, I can't. I can't imagine you doing this. <laughs> it's a lot. I lost sleep over it. I this felt so bad I about it. This is why I gave you first pick because I didn't want to see that. <laughs> I'm going to lose sleep over uh, taking your horse, Grant. I feel really bad about it. I'm going to probably feel bad because I took Tony Kukoc. We should have just I, let it go. I should have just yeah. Taken well, I'm more upset you took Jerry Stackhouse than oh. that I didn't think about him until it was your turn. <laughs> but that's on me. That's my fault. Yeah, we've done it. Uh, we appreciate all you who listen. Uh, this is a very fun show for us. We get to talk about old sports stuff. So, yes. So, uh, check us out BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts now. And, uh, you know, just enjoy us. Go follow us on Facebook. Like I said, try and do some appreciation posts, throw one up with Jamal McGlore and see who appreciates Jamal McGlore out there. I know Johnny does, but <laughs> hey, who doesn't want to be like Mike? Thank you.